Are you tired of being normal, just average, nothing special? Well, you're in luck because today's episode, we're going to talk about how to be an outlier. This is the Existential Stoic Podcast. I'm Randy. That's Danny. What's going on, Danny? What's up, Randy? A diamond in the rough, right? (laughs) (laughs) I was was cracking up saying that. Are you tired of being normal, (laughs) average? Does everybody just look past you? Yeah. I think we all kind of experience that stuff, (laughs) right? You feel like a lemming, Uh, a number. We all, I mean, we all experience that in certain areas of our life. But a lot of people want to be, you know, an Elon Musk, a Steve Jobs, a Zuck, a Justin. Do you know what? Do you know what? Ariana Grande. Yeah. Keep going. Any number of them, right? (laughs) Yeah. I was just. It's funny how like we. We, especially like in the U.S., I think everyone is like taught to be an individual and stuff and like, you know, express yourself, be yourself. But it's funny because like we also buy products. So there's a sense of conformity there, too. And I was listening to something talking about Apple's advertising campaign from like the 80s on. And they were saying how like they convinced people like if you have like an Apple product, you're like artistic and creative and against the curve and blah. But it's like and so like you go into any Starbucks now and you see everybody's got their iPad out there, like MacBook or whatever. And it's funny. But it worked. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's, you know, you believe these things about yourself. So you, you know, yeah, it's just funny. Think different. They weren't a part of Big Blue, IBM. Think different. Yeah. yeah. I know. Think different. So, so today's episode, we're actually going to discuss how to be an outlier. We each have three suggestions for how to be an outlier. And, uh, you know, if you don't get anything here, you can read Malcolm Gladwell's book, Outliers, and then get something from that. Possibly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So since I introduced, I'm going to go first. Uh, My first one for how to be an outlier is have the courage to be disliked. I listened to this book of the same title, The Courage to Be Disliked. And they were saying in there that that's like the epitome of freedom. Like most people are so trapped in their life by the manacles of the societal uh, contract that they can't do what they actually want to do. And I was this way for a long time. I was doing what my parents wanted me to do. I was doing what society wanted me to do. And I was miserable. And then eventually I got to a point where I was so miserable. I was, I was living the ideal dream life that everybody else had for me. And I was so miserable. <laughs> and eventually I got to a point where I just said, okay, time to do what I want to do. And well, you know, life got a lot better. No, that is a good one, man. Having the courage to be this like, because like you said, like, you know, it's you were living the ideal dream life, but it wasn't your ideal dream. That's that's the fundamental problem. Right. And like, like you said, too, Nietzsche had a great term. He called it bound spirits, like bound, like as in like constrained. Right. And like, you know, I think it works really well because socialization, social conditioning, pressures. I mean, there's so many things telling us to be a certain way, to value certain things, to look at things a certain way, to interpret things a certain way. Right. And it's really hard to break free of that. And really, the only way to be an individual is to have the courage to be disliked, because frankly, as soon as you start expressing yourself, guess what? You're going to be an outlier. You're going to be on the outside and you're going to be alone. I mean, that's the other thing I really liked about uh, Nietzsche's work is he talks about that all the time of being like the exceptional are alone. They're by themselves. They're they're separate because people don't understand them. They might not understand their reasons because they're not their reasons. Right. Or they're not the reasons we were trained to have our whole lives. So, yeah. It's a really, it's a really good one and an important one because it's also really hard. You know, we all, we all have that drive to want to like be part of that group, but you have to just exert, assert yourself. Yeah, separately. I like that one. 
Uh, my next one goes really well with that, which is say no. And here I was actually mm -hmm. thinking of, you know, uh, the three metamorphoses from Les Zarathustra when he talks about the first one's the camel, right? The beast of burden. You're carrying all these obligations, dreams of others, right? Ideals that other people have. And you carry that burden through so long in your life until eventually it just breaks your back and you, you yell and you scream, you say no, right? And then you free yourself of it and realize there is another path. You can make your own values. You can look at the world your own way. You can decide how to live yourself. Mm -hmm. That's that's a great one. That's very related to uh, the one that I was talking about, the courage to be disliked. I actually heard someone talking the other day about how they're always trying to please everyone and they're so tired of people walking all over them and they get so angry with it, but they don't do anything about it. And I was like, yeah. you just got to say no. Like, that's <laughs> it. The lion. You got to say no. You got to. Well, it's like your yes doesn't mean anything, you know, because like if you don't say no, if you just say yes constantly, it's like people realize that and they will walk all over you. But if you say no and start using your voice, they realize that you're not just going to do whatever, right? That you have your own ideas, your own views, whatever. And I think it is, but it is hard to do because it's like, it literally requires you to almost fight against society in a way, like not literally, but like, you know, metaphorically. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So the next one that I have is don't care about others' opinions. Someone's opinion of you is none of your business. And this is something that traps a whole bunch of people. And, you know, I think that I'm somewhat liberated in this area, but I know that I'm still so trapped in terms of other people's opinions because there are certain things that I won't do just because I'm afraid of being embarrassed or different things like that. And really, the less you can care about other people's opinions, the more free you're going to be, the more you're going to be able to be yourself. And in doing that, you will be an outlier. You know, that's a really good one, too, because I think I, I feel pretty free in that sense. Not 100 percent, but pretty. I mean, I think nobody's like 100 percent. It's very hard to be that. But like, I think there is, you know, there is something to that, though, because if you care about other people, the more you care about what other people, how they value you or how they look at you, the more you're going to be constrained by society, by other people's ideas. Right. And if you can stop caring, you can start building your own life. And like I always the way I always look at it myself is I always trust that the people that are that are really close to me will understand me, you know, and I don't have to worry about how they think about me, <laughs> you know, and mm -hmm. it's worked pretty well so far. You know, mm -hmm. it's a good indicator of who's on your side and who's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if you're looking for more exercises in how not to care about other people's opinions, uh, you can search social freedom exercises because these are some things that I did a while ago and they're, they're hard to do, but in a class, it's much easier to do things like just lay down on the sidewalk and give people high fives as they're walking by. Easy to yeah. do in a class, very difficult to do by yourself or like other things where you just embarrass yourself in public. Easy to do in a class, very difficult to do on your own. And but these are things that like give you more of the freedom to just after you do it a few times, you're like, you know what? What's the worst that can happen? Nothing. So we know, you know, it's funny. I've read so many people are like they get so stressed out about things and it's like you you let this thing you let this embarrassment bother you for days weeks when and even sometimes decades when in reality all the people you thought that saw you they forget about it instantly if they even were paying attention most mm -hmm. people it's just like it's an oddity you move on like they don't care it's not them it doesn't matter their little world is so narrow you know it's mm -hmm. like yeah. yeah it's a good one though and i think it's a good practice to try things that will like embarrass you it's a really good idea to do that because mm -hmm. it doesn't make you realize it doesn't matter 
that goes really well with my sec- my next one too, which is listen to yourself first. This is, I think, a really difficult thing to work out, but like we we're so quick to look to others for advice or to look to the internet or to look at other examples but sometimes you just listen to yourself first and see what what do you actually want like what is your body telling you you know what is your mind telling you what's your gut telling you i forget which uh it might have been the artist way i forget which book it was or maybe it was martha beck um when she was talking about how you know like a lot of times we'll feel exhausted and like we don't know why and it's like because we hate our job <laughs> and like it's exhausting we don't want to go so we like our bodies like are trying to tell us like this is not right for you and like i think sometimes there is truth to that if you really listen to yourself you'll notice that like certain people when you're around you get anxious or you feel sick or tired or whatever then maybe you shouldn't be around them anymore <laughs> you know yeah yeah that's a great one like going after what serves you in life and staying away from things that don't yeah it's like it's like the answers are so simple it's like, if you want to enjoy life, go after the stuff that you enjoy and stay away from the stuff that you don't. And yet we just struggle with that so immensely. Well, you know what I hate, too? It's like, as soon as you try to live your own life, people are like, you're selfish. Man, mm-hmm. man. It's like, no, I have X amount of years here. I'm trying to make it worthwhile for me because guess what? That's really what matters. Doesn't mean I have to be a bad person. Doesn't mean I have to be a jerk. Doesn't mean I have to be, you know, I have to take advantage of other people. But I don't have to listen to your BS either. (laughs) It is a crazy thing when people call people selfish. Because if you're on an airplane and it loses pressure, whose mask do you put on first? You don't go around putting on everybody else's mask first. It's so Mm -hmm. stupid that people call each other selfish. Because you know what? You're with yourself. You're born by yourself. You're going to die by yourself. It's like, yeah, it's great to care about other people. but you got The directions even tell you to put on yours first anyway. Because yeah. you can't help anybody else until you help yourself first. <laughs> it's the exactly. basic fundamental fact of reality. Like Exactly. You have to do it in life. But I think like calling people selfish is just a way of guilting them into... It's basically just a way of controlling people. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. And yeah, It's unhappy so. people trying to guilt trip you so you come back into conformity. That's all it That's is. selfish. Man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right. So... Uh, my last one for how to be an outlier is go after what you want. Because if you look at all of these outliers, they're not trying to be somebody else. You know, they're just doing what they enjoy. And by doing that, they became very good at it. You know, like Elon Musk wasn't trying to be the next Jeff Bezos or Henry Ford. He was just doing what he wanted. Justin Bieber wasn't trying to be the next Beatles. He was just doing himself. And so you have to go after yourself because I think Steve Jobs said something along the lines of you have to find what you love in your life. And that's true in business and in relationships. Because if you don't, you'll just never be satisfied. And you'll never be able to do good work. Because to do good work, you have to love what you do. So it's really important to go after what you want and what's important to you. No, I think it's like that's a great that's a great point, which is like, but that's the hard part. You have to to figure out what you love. You have to start listening to yourself and you have to stop list, like stop looking at like, the external world for help. You have to start like kind of really figuring out what do I value? What's important to me? You know, because people will tell you all sorts of things and give you all sorts of advice. But that advice they give you is really from them. Right. So it's about their own life or their own world, or their own story. And I think it is. You got to really just think for yourself about what you love and go after it. And it works. Yeah. The way to be satisfied. 
My last one um, works really well with that as well, which is just to avoid external comparisons altogether, too. I think we've talked about that so many times, <laughs> but I think it's it's worth mentioning again because it's it is something I think everybody struggles with. You know, we look at other people. They have a house and I don't have a house yet. Or they have, you know, kids. I don't have kids. Or they have, this, you know, like we constantly compare ourselves to others. And it's just. It's always a loss because you always are looking at people that have more. You're always looking at people that have some so-called something better than you. And you're not seeing the whole life. Instead, compare yourself to yourselves. You know, we were just talking the other day. I know. And like when I look at my own life, like just in the past eight months, it's amazing to me the amount of change I've made just in eight months in my own life. Like it's insane. And I think if you focus on just comparisons to yourself, you see real growth and you start to see what really like matters to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's hugely important. Uh, Like I... It, it's a it's something that like when you have the opportunity you'd have to just compare yourself to people who don't have as much as you like the other day i was walking and i saw somebody with no legs and i i wasn't thinking about my legs until i saw them and i was just all of a sudden super grateful that i have legs mm-hmm. they're working no matter what else was going wrong in my life i had legs yeah. and i was walking with them yeah. and then also you have to think about like we're so financially oriented in america and we all idolize these people who are billionaires or multi-billionaires or whatever and you got to think, like, who does Bill Gates compare himself to? Who does Warren Buffett compare himself to? Who does Elon Musk compare himself to? Because there's really not anyone up. So, like, what is, what do they do? And I don't know. I don't have an I answer even think that. beyond that, too, are they even happy? Because, mm-hmm. you know, money is money. It doesn't solve every problem. Like, I think that's our biggest fault, too, is we mm-hmm. we think that is everything rather than mm-hmm. being a piece of a larger puzzle of life, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a shame, but uh, you know it's a proxy for power, and people yeah. people think because you can change people's minds with money, it'll solve all your problems, but it'll just yeah. give you new, more expensive problems. Yeah, it's all it does. <laughs> did you want to you you had another one that oh, you want to talk yeah. about? Yeah, I jotted down a note because I want to hear I want to hear how this one got on the list. I'm quite okay, I'm quite okay. interested. So, so I threw down journal, and the reason it was just a note to myself. But what I meant was like. I think like journaling every day is important because it's a practice that like teaches you to kind of do something every day and think about the same problems every day. And I think like a lot of people, they, they, they want to be themselves or they want to change and they get caught up in these like quick schemes to do it. Like, you know, three week, four week program. But I really think it takes a long time. It's like, if you, if you struggle with setting yourself apart from others, dude, you're not going to do it. Like follow, yeah, if you follow our advice, it'll help, but you're not going to do it tomorrow. It's not going to happen in a day. And if you get discouraged from that, well, you're going to be discouraged by a lot of things. You have to realize that like things take dedication and time to make any changes in life. And like, I really, I hate that about like our society that like so much stuff is trying to do it as fast as possible when sometimes it's not really helpful. Like instead looking at it long-term is better. So that's why I wrote it down. Because I think, you know, reminding people that it just takes time. Like start working on it now and it will improve if you keep working at it. If you stop, that, it won't. <laughs> that is a great one. And also with journaling, like when you write it down, you make it real. All of a sudden yeah. it's going to happen yeah. a lot faster. Everything that I write down, like I have this list of goals and everything that I write down in my journal happens so much faster than I ever thought it would have happened. So it's just like, it's crazy. I have like an ongoing to-do list. It's like things I just want to do. And I was just looking at it the other day and I, cause I haven't looked at it in like a week and I was like, oh man, I already got that done, that done, that done, that, you know, it's like all these things just check off. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
So there you have it in a nutshell, how to be an outlier. This is the Existential Stoic Podcast. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Check us out on the podcasting services, also on YouTube. I'm Randy. That's Danny. I'll see you later, Danny. Later, Randy.